Hi there, it's Charles from the future. I am recording this literally the night before the episode you're about to listen to is going to premiere. I do want to just go ahead and remind everybody up front before you listen to even the intro to this episode. We recorded this episode all the way back at the beginning of March. So this was about one or two days before The Mandalorian actually premiered. So at time of recording this episode, we had not seen any of The Mandalorian. Uh, the first episode hadn't even dropped yet. Most of our predictions are going to turn out to be wrong. Some of them are going to be right. But a couple of quick important disclaimers. The cult thing, the, the branding of the Children of the Watch specifically as a cult, that has become more complicated over the course of the season. I am going to throw out there ahead of time before the episode even starts. Just, we're going to refer to it that way in the episode because this was prior to the season starting. The conversations obviously become a lot more nuanced and I expect we'll address that as the season continues on. Uh, the other thing is we didn't know at the time when we recorded this episode that Heir to the Empire, the movie, was coming. Uh, so do make some references to things. Just bear in mind, we didn't know at the time that that movie was going to be a thing. So I hope you enjoy listening to this sort of time capsule of where we were at at uh, the beginning of March prior to the first episode dropping. And just to give you an idea of how long it is, I just beat Breath of the Wild this week. Enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome to the show Gold Squadron Gaze. It's the podcast where two Star Wars-loving gays break down each episode of their favorite Star Wars TV shows while also being gay as hell. I'm your host, Bradley Brower. I'm your other host, Charles Rogers, and we are not doing what Bradley just said. Oh my god. That's gonna be our end clip. Sometimes you do the intro and I'm like, I know that's gonna be the end clip. You know what? This this one should be the end clip because I everything else won't matter in a few months. I mean, uh, uh, I mean, today when we're recording this live. Yes, we're, we're definitely um, recording this uh, somehow magically with no knowledge of The Mandalorian, despite it having been out for <laughs> seven or eight weeks prior yeah. to us uh, actually releasing this episode. No, we are recording this. If you want to, if you want to follow along with Gold Squadron Gaze in chronological order, we are recording this after the episode Retrieval of the Bad Batch, before the episode The Outpost. We are recording this um, two days before The Mandalorian Season 3 is set to premiere. I have just had my tooth surgery completed, so I'm feeling great. Perfect time to do this. Perfect time to talk into a microphone uh, for multiple <laughs> minutes at once. Oh no, we just, because we've been trying to record this for several days and I've been like, yeah, no. Yeah. No. We're really I, pushing up to the wire, but that's We okay. are really up to the wire. I would I would have pushed us all the way to tomorrow, but I I have plans tomorrow night. So, I cannot actually This is as far ahead as we conceivably could have pushed it. Okay, fair enough. Uh if you are just joining us, this is our Mandalorian episode 0. Whenever we cover a show, either we go back and cover it or it's something current, we will always record an episode that's an episode 0 prior to the show coming out and then we will record a recap at end. So you should have just listened to our Bad Batch recap last week. Uh, wasn't that a great episode, guys? Such, such, a, such a good episode that we such had. Such a good wasn't episode it? that we had uh, that we definitely, definitely know about as of the recording of this one. Uh, but this is our Armando Zero to kind of talk about our predictions and what we think of the marketing for it leading up to it. Um, so Bradley, I don't know if you have an outline for this one. I took no notes because 
I take all the notes. Yeah, I really only, I really only have a few notes of just some things we saw in like pretty much the main trailer. That's about it. I don't really have like a super heavy outline on this. However, I do think it'll be very interesting because of the way we're doing it this time. How everybody who's gonna go back, like once this actually airs, like it'll be well after the finale of the you know the episode uh, or of the season three. So people are gonna be like, wow, they were vehemently wrong about everything uh, because we are yeah. so. Oh, far in advance. By the yeah, time so. people listen to this episode, you will all know all of the things. You'll know everything. Which we don't as of recording this because we're trying to genuinely <laughs> genuinely record something prior uh, to the episode coming out. So here's what we're going to do to start it off, though. Okay. Uh, I want I want your craziest, most like ridiculous Mando three season prediction uh, right off the bat, just so we can get the stuff that we're clearly going to get wrong out of the way uh that's kalivala that showed up in the trailer that dropped two days ago and we're going to see corky corky okay i i like they that just theory. did you see this by the way bradley because this is all anybody has talked about for like two days have really? you seen the new tv spot um that's no. um i don't know because i i see them randomly or i saw the one during the super bowl is it the same one uh no it is a different one it literally came out like two days ago uh, who, who we, we are. are okay let who me watch are. it let me watch it real quick it's only 46 seconds long okay hey outer space the Minds of Mandalore. Hey, the lion thingy. You're you're looking for for 28 seconds in is the screenshot you're you're looking for. Armor in three days. There, right there. That looks like okay. I see the dome. Yeah. So you know how you you might not remember this actually, uh, because it's been a while since you've watched Clone Wars and Rebels. Right. But per Clone Wars and Rebels, outside of the domed cities, Mandalore the planet is a blasted hellscape. Mm. Uh, you can breathe out there, but nothing can like grow out there. So this trailer that came out a couple of days ago, like two days ago, uh, or sorry, one day ago, according to uh YouTube, but I do think it was the day before, so I think it was two days ago, shows what looks like Mandalorian domed cities. So you can kind of see the 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 structure that looks like the structure we see in the inside of Sundari inside of them. But the area around them is like green and lush. So the right. prevalent theory at the moment is that that's Kalivala, uh, which is Duchess Satine's home place mm. uh and that that's Bo-Katan going back there so my theory is that that is Kalivala and we're, we're gonna see Corky in this so could, could this theoretically I mean I wasn't paying super close attention to the ship flying in the screen is that Din ship or is that a random ship that's a, a Mandalorian gauntlet oh I so think. that could be a so flashback it could be no it could be Bo-Katan ship it also could be a flashback okay that's another thing that's been brought up although it couldn't be a flashback to Mandalore because again Mandalore is a blasted hellscape we don't know anyway what's okay. your wild theory bradley my wild theory was an illegitimate child shows up uh but that's a good one that's a good one i like that one i am i am a corky kenobi truther until the day i die <laughs> my theory is gonna stem from what i think it's a either a miscommunication of what this scene is or what it is from the trailer which is all the jedi that show up in this one scene uh my wild theory is that this this is clearly a flashback clearly um, uh, it's more than likely, and I hate to say this, it's probably just another Order 66 flashback. But... It is, it's the same, well, it's the same flashback we saw in uh, in Book of Boba Fett. Got it. Okay, yeah. See, I wanted it to be more of a, like, 
maybe the Jedi versus the Mandalorians flashback or something like them explaining like the history or something like that. That would have been more interesting, at least to me. Um, I mean, that would have been a little bit better for me personally. But, uh, my wildest, wildest, wildest theory, though. Gosh, this is going to be hard. Um, let's see. Mando 3. Uh, oh, the armorer's helmet comes off. Ooh. There you go. We're going to see what the armor theory. looks like. I like Just that randomly, theory. you know, why not? That's it. That's my random one for the day because honestly i i have a problem with this season of the show already okay Um, i love i love that we're coming right out the gate with that because i don't understand the mandalorian's motivation this season it to me makes absolutely no sense why is he all of a sudden like oh god damn it i gotta atone for my sins like because he's because he's a religious zealot uh who has been cast out of his cult and now he thinks he has to go and redeem himself which i really hope the direction they go and is actually he doesn't have to redeem himself and the armor is wrong right. uh, but yes he like thinks he has to go to Mandalore and she sent him on this like bullshit mission I think she's trying to kill him yeah I was like it doesn't make sense I feel like she's the true villain that's here that's the twist of this season is that the armor is the true villain of the show not Moff Gideon not the secretly Bo-Katan uh, it's gonna end up being the armor the whole time like the- <laughs> I don't here's the thing Bo-Katan's coming off as an antagonist to me but she's not a villain right and i i'm chafing at the way that she's portrayed in the trailer but it also might be a mild twist uh our friend claire from fulcrum transmissions actually pointed out on twitter uh because she is the number one bokatan defender pointed out on twitter that if den were to like renounce his weird cult stuff uh and not do that then their their beef with each other would go down exponentially right because bokatan's problem the way she's talking to den in the trailer her problem is the fact that uh fuck i almost called them the path of the open hand they are not the path of the open hand they are the children of the watch different creepy cult uh that the children of the watch basically sat on concord dawn while mandalore was being bombed and then we're like well i mean if you just followed our very specific religion you would have been fine and like she's right to be mad about this i i, I can't say she's wrong i don't disagree with her <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. Um, <laughs> I mean, just, yeah. just agree with everything I say defending Bo-Katan Kreese. We'll be good. We'll be good. Just agree with everything I say defending this woman. I like it. Moving on in a little bit in the trailer, Grief Karga is yes. back. And better than ever, he's got his yep. Louis Vuitton and Gucci robes that he's wearing. Um, he's all decked out. He's basically like the president at this point of Navarro. They, the, um, <laughs> the place has grown so much. Did you watch the Super Bowl? It wasn't the Super Bowl clip. It was like the day before the Super Bowl or something came there, out. I did watch the clip. Yeah. office. Mm-hmm. They have like landed gentry now. Like he's built this place like back up into like an actual like nice looking respectable, like nice looking place. Yeah. yeah. It looks nothing like season one at all. I do love seeing the progression of Navarro over time, which does make me wonder how long of a timeline the show is supposed to be taking place in. It's confusing. Because he seems to do this really fast. 
Well, it's so confusing because it's like the first season you're like, okay, this is clearly like the span of like a week or two or a few weeks maybe. And then it's like season two. Yeah, you could also argue maybe it's a few weeks, but then it's like Book of Boba happens and then you're just like, okay, wait, has it been like 20 years? Like what's going on? (laughs) I don't understand. It feels like there was like a time gap that was supposed to happen between two and three that was covered by Book of Boba Fett. The fact that Book of Boba Fett, actually, let's talk about this because it's something we need to bring up. The fact that Book of Boba Fett is like essential viewing to this season. And I'm running into a lot of people who skipped it. I, I literally had that today at work. I told somebody about it because she said something to me about like, oh, I haven't been on Disney Plus in a while because there's not really anything to watch. And I'm like, oh, well, you know that The Mandalorian's gonna premiere on Wednesday. And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, the third season's gonna premiere on Wednesday. And she's like, the third season? And I'm like, yeah, like you gotta <laughs> keep watching the show. And I was like, she's like, oh yeah, I haven't watched The Mandalorian in a long time time and I'm like well did you watch Book of Boba Fett she's like no I'm like well you kind of have to unfortunately to watch this I I posted like a broadcast on Facebook that was like uh just letting everybody know if you haven't watched Book of Boba Fett you really need to watch it to understand what's going on in Mando season three yeah it's not Uh, gonna make sense just binge watch it like it's it's not great but if you binge watch it it flows a lot better and i did have somebody comment i was like yeah i skipped it uh but i'm gonna go back and watch it now and i'm like you're gonna be less confused when grogu suddenly back with the mandalorian and they undid the entire ending of the second season right it's gonna be like "Mm, wait a minute what happened like he drops him off and then like he's just randomly back Here's the thing. I understand why John Favreau, in particular, as a guy who has worked with Marvel since 2000 and the early aughts, like John Favreau directed the first ever Marvel movie or MCU movie, rather. He didn't direct the first ever Marvel movie. Right, he directed but, the first yeah, ever yeah. MCU movie. He has been in this game since the beginning. Why he would look at the storytelling and go, well, we just assume that they're going to watch all of the live action stuff. So we can have a completely different thing. That's not how Star Wars storytelling works. Right. That's that's not how it works at all. You can interconnect things, but everything has to stand on its own. So then building this Mandoverse, and I do feel like he's starting to figure that out when he's like, oh, well, Skeleton Crew's taking place at the same time and we have to sort of know how it all ties in, but like, it's a separate story. You don't have to watch it to watch this. And I'm like, yeah, you're starting to figure out that you, you can't expect people to watch everything that's that's just not how this franchise works this is not like marvel and marvel's running into problems with that right now where people are like i can't keep up with everything that they're putting out and also i have no idea where any of this is going and i don't really care and I think the problem with Marvel, too, is it relies too much on setting up its grand scheme, right? Like, so they're kind of almost shooting themselves in the foot to get to the 15th movie, even though they just started the first one, you know? So they're they're kind of overreaching with that. And, pe- and fans, I mean, and I, I don't even like to say fans, uh, just regular casual viewers are just, right. just like not going to watch it. They don't care. Like I have, I like, I actually like Marvel movies and I have no desire to go see Ant-Man. Man Quantumania. 
Zero. Zero. I kind of want to see it because I've heard it's bad. And I am a connoisseur of garbage. I just don't uh, want to see it. Which is why I will be starting Wolfpack here shortly. No, but I just don't want to see it because I I don't like wasting my money to go see right. like three hours of setup for other things. Like I'm not going to do that. I can sit at home and watch Disney Plus in my underwear and eat fucking ice cream all day long and <laughs> get the same fucking viewing experience. So Friendly I reminder understand. that as of recording, as far as I'm aware, Bradley is single. <laughs> Even more so. <laughs> no, and I, I think that's an issue where Marvel's kind of shooting itself in the foot, where one, they've kind of set up this expectation because Avengers Endgame tied so many things together. There's this expectation now that you have to watch everything. Whereas before, if you look at the Avengers or you look at Age of Ultron, you didn't need to know everything in order to understand what happened in those movies, particularly the the Avengers. Like they wrote the Avengers with the intention that you could come into the Avengers and not have watched any of the other movies. Like you could just completely skip them. Endgame, because everybody was so invested in the MCU at that point, by the time they got to Endgame, they just kind of assumed that you'd seen everything or you had time to go back and catch up that's why they put fucking thor the dark world in there even though that movie is garbage and the rest of the franchise likes to pretend it didn't happen but then when they got into phase they've gotten into phase four and now they're about to enter phase five the issue that i'm seeing is really the same thing that ran they ran into with uh when they were doing the dc movies uh before justice league absolutely bashed it all to hell the problem with batman v period superman colon dawn of justice which i have been referring to by that title for like 10 years or or however long it's been since the movie came out. And I'm not about to stop doing that because it's really funny to me. The problem with that movie was that that movie was just one giant setup for the Justice League. That they wanted to race to the Justice League movie really fast so they could get their competition with the Avenger. And it didn't work out for them. And I feel like Star Wars, there was kind of a moment where, especially around Book of Boba Fett, where it felt like John Favreau was taking that particular corner of the franchise in such a way that it wasn't asking people to make a monetary investment it was asking them to make a time investment that you wanted to sit there and watch all this stuff and there's just so much star wars at this point that you can't reasonably ask people to do this my friend who has not he has seen one star wars movie it was rise of skywalker and he hated it he watched andor he got disney plus watched andor and canceled his disney plus he had a fantastic time watching andor doesn't even know the plot of rogue one he just watched andor and was like this is a really good show and that's where i think this franchise is at its strongest when if you watch andor and you've seen rogue one or you've seen the other movies or you've read the comics or you've played the games or whatever you can get that you can get those connections and see them but every singular piece of the franchise stands on its own like when i was six years old i watched return of the jedi first this is a piece of charles deep lore i watched return of the jedi first and at six, I was able to follow the plot of that movie without knowing any of the characters. So I think that's one thing that Star Wars has as far as longevity that's different than other franchises. And I feel like one thing too, that I'm also really glad that they're starting to move away from like the core central narrative, at least for the little bit and do things like the Acolyte and Andor and uh, Skeleton Crew and other stuff that's not necessarily connected and publishing, the publishing initiative is doing like the High Republic right now. And they're still doing one-offs and stuff is that 
it lets people jump in at any point. And I think the issue with Book of Boba Fett tying into Mando Season 3 is that a lot of people are going to start Mando Season 3 and be very, very confused. And I think that's a failure of the storytelling and of the way that the shows were presented. I, I think so. Yeah, I think this one is going to be, I think this, at least this premiere for us is going to be a little bit of a misstep. I think it'll get better as it goes. I think the problem will be the rehashing of, oh, well, we didn't actually show you how he gets Grogu back. Grogu's back now. Right. Just so, roll with it. Well, they can do. We didn't they can you, do so. it one of two ways, and they're both bad. Uh, they can either do a very extended rehash and basically say, "Let me explain how this happened." Turn and explain this to the audience who didn't watch the Book of Boba Fett, or they can just do which feels pandering and condescending or they can be like he has grogu now we are not going to explain it let us move on i you know on and the that one, also sucks i mean they both seem like such great ideas um right but i i'm gonna lean towards they're going to just in the recap they're just gonna play the scenes oh, from yeah, book of Boba probably. Fett. that's exactly what's gonna happen probably. it's gonna it's gonna show you everything that happened up to this point and a little bit of a recap and they're gonna throw in book of boba scenes in there because it's gonna be like it's the easiest way for them to just do it. I, I feel like that's just all they're going to do. And then they're going to go, oh, now they're in the ship together. Let's start yep. the show. That's it. And we know it's going to be just as bad when Ahsoka comes out too, because Ahsoka is directly tying into this main plot as well. Like, and the other thing is John Favreau has gone on record like recently and was talking about like one, he's written season four already, which, uh, hmm, very interesting that there's a potential WGA writer strike coming up mm. and you've already written the next season of the show. Suspicious. Suspicious there, John Favreau. Um, side eye. You know, I have a question about that. Did he just like drink hella coffee, spend like 24 hours in a dark room, locked in there? Disney locked the door and said, You better get season four to us by the end of the night. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, we'll kill you. <laughs> like, well, I don't it, in one breath, it's so weird because in one breath, he's like, Well, I already wrote season four because. Uh, we have to know what we're doing. We have to know where we're going uh, for the story. And then literally the next day was like, oh, you know, we really don't have an ending planned in mind for these characters of the story. Right. We, we, we want them to be characters that can live on through multiple stories, through multiple years. And like, I get that, but also like, you're going to have to end the show, John. And, you're going to have and... to do this big crossover event that Kathleen Kennedy teased in like 2019 or 2020 or whenever she did the, the thing. I think it was 2020 late 2020 early 2021 oh, i don't remember yeah but no it, it was, was early it, it was early 2021 i think that she mentioned this yeah and i don't i don't quite know if like the avengers kind of team up is supposed to be the end of the story per se or if it's supposed to be like because i feel like the mandalorian i mean if he's not i mean we thought this would be the ending because we thought season two would be the ending so we thought this would be the natural ending but now we know season now four oh like, no he's he I think they've said it's not going to end in season four. Like there's potentially even going to be a season five. And I'm like, fucking Christ, John. I like, I want to be like, how can you stick with something so long? But again, the dude has been doing Marvel for 20 fucking years. He's still yeah. playing Happy Hogan. 20 fucking years later. I mean, I don't think it's a bad idea to continue the Mandalorian story. My only problem is if it goes on too long, you ruin a good thing. This happens right. with almost every single TV show that's ever existed since the beginning of time. If you go on too long with your storylines, then people 
get bored or people get go like, really? I don't think the character would actually do that because the writers are trying to just come up with something exciting and new and doesn't always land. You you know what a good story is like, Bradley? <laughs> the way his face. Just... If you're going to say uh, eating something at midnight again, uh, we can't use <laughs> I, the same I am, story. I am going to compare good storytelling to sex. Because if it's too fast, unless you're very hot, it's just not going to be satisfying. But if it goes on too long, it's going to be like an hour and a half later. No one's having a good time anymore. Like everything's shot and you just want it to be over so you can go to bed. It's, it's an apt metaphor. On that note, uh, doing a U-turn back to the, one of the trailers. He's ignoring uh, me because he knows I'm right. Um, he knows I'm correct. I do want to go back a little bit to Mandalorian. So in the trailer, we do see Coruscant. So that's a... Allegedly, yes. Allegedly Coruscant, but it... Which is yeah, interesting it because... It's Coruscant. Well, no, it could be Hosnian Prime. Are they supposed to be so fucking similar that you can't tell the difference? Did you Do, do you remember what Hosnian Prime looks like in The Force Awakens? I mean, we only see like the people standing on like the balcony or something for like a hot second so okay let me see if i can find a picture of what hosnian okay here i'm gonna drop it in the chat i mean unless uh, there i didn't watch the deleted scene of hosnian it's, Prime, it's so not it, it's not in the deleted scene it's it's in the movie oh i have dropped it. a photo of hosnian prime in the chat that is the brief image of it that we see in the force awakens as star killer base is blasting it to hell they kind of look similar Eh, I, I guess. They look I mean, a lot alike. I know, but I want to go to Coruscant. I don't want to go to Hosnian Prime. So I'm just kidding. Issues. It makes more sense it to go to Hosnian Prime. It makes more sense that it's Hosnian Prime. Well, also, Coruscant is super decrepit and not the capital. Right. So, like, it could be Coruscant, but I'm really hoping it's not. Also, too, because I like what they did with Coruscant in Aftermath and um fuck me what was the last alphabet squadron but called it wasn't Shadowfall. it was the other one. whatever it's an alphabet squadron spoilers for alphabet squadron i guess um but they do go to coruscant at the end of that's like the climax of the last book is takes place partially on coruscant uh at the same time as the battle of jakku and coruscant kind of sucks to be on at that point so i personally am hoping it's hosnian prime and i think it's hosnian prime that's in those mm. trailers because okay. uh the new republic capital was on Chandrilla in um, season two, but it's supposed to move. So it might have moved in between seasons to Hosnian Prime because it's supposed to move. Like okay. that's the idea is it moves every couple of years or every couple of decades or whatever to prevent them from getting like an entrenched political machinery like they have on on Coruscant leading up to the the Empire. So I just noticed something in the trailer that is another random little thing. So do you remember? Um... Apparently that is the theme of the episode is is random things. <laughs> I know I keep jumping around, but so I just noticed, OK, there's a screenshot of the heavy the John Favreau Mandalorian. Paz Vizsla. Paz Vizsla. So there's a shot of him and a couple of the other Mandalorian characters and they're all in this like clearly I, I didn't know what it was at first it's just like a city that's kind of looks like it's been through some stuff but I think it's Navarro only because the, he's passing Isn't by it like clay like brown no 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 no. so here's the thing he's oh, walking by oh. a statue yes 
Uh, the base of the statue is there. The The top of the statue is not there, which was IG-11. There's a statue of him, apparently, and it's the same base. So this is clearly right. Navarro in the I, trailer. I think some shit's going to go down in episode one. I think Den's going to go back to Navarro, and that's the scene we get with Grief yep. that they released. And then some shit goes down, and then Mandalorians pull some nonsense. Uh, and that's the plot of the first episode. Yeah, because it looks like they're attacking Navarro, like, in some way. They're, yeah, they're either attacking it or they're defending it. It's right, it's hard, hard to tell. To like, say, because yeah. there's another shot in another trailer where Grief, like, shoots shoots a guy i just had a, a real i just i just remembered something because it wasn't in a trailer i saw okay we do see the imperial shipyards on coruscant so i think you're right it could be coruscant but i really hope it isn't okay well because we know captain what is it captain carva uh the why can't i say his name captain carva is that right grief car carson no, no carson captain teva carson, T- carson teva Carson Teva is Carson voice Teva. like you hear his voice in the trailer. Yeah, you, you, you see make... him. You see oh. him visually in the trailer. He's getting a bigger role, I think, to replace uh, Cara Dune, who's gotcha. not returning for this season. You know who is returning for this season, though, which is delightful. Uh, not only do we see Dr. Pershing in the trailers, but yes, I believe we also see Katie O'Brien's comms officer. Oh, nice. I believe we see her in one of the shots. Okay. Uh, she's coming well, back. Hopefully. We never saw her die. So we we saw her get shot, but we right. never saw her die from we it. We did theorize that theoretically she could come back. So I do. Did love we that. theorize that? It's been so long since we've been done season two. I, I think so in season two. If you go back and listen to our season two episodes, I believe you're right. We did I think we said something along the lines of, oh, she got shot, but we didn't see a body. We didn't see her, you know, close her eyes in peace. So like <laughs> obviously, you know, she could be alive. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of people like Bo Katan's obviously playing a huge role in this this time around. We've seen Paz Vizla, we've seen the armorer, we've seen Grief Karga, we've seen the IG eighty eight or the IG-11 statue, and then the IG-11 statue's base, like the statue isn't mm-hmm. there anymore, which is really interesting. Uh, very suspicious. Um, we've seen Dr. Pershing's coming back, Carson Teva's coming back. Uh, it looks like Katie O'Brien's comms officer is coming back. We know Moff Gideon is going to be back at some point. Uh, and I do think it is entirely possible we're going to see Ahsoka again. We might even see Sabine Wren because they did cast uh, they did cast Sabine. So it is possible she'll see, show up in this. I could see them doing like an episode where it's Ahsoka and Sabine to kind of set up the Ahsoka show. Not a backdoor pilot because we already know what's happening. But like in the sense that they're like, hey, here's a tease of the storyline a little bit more of what they're doing. That It'll, and, it'll, that'll almost certainly be what yeah, happens. It'll I, be I like episode five that. or six or something like I could feel it right after the halfway point mm-hmm. to where like we've run out of trailer footage. But before all hell breaks loose, I feel uh, for the end of season three, which is interesting that they're showing Mandalore as much as they are in the trailers. It leads me to believe Den's going to get there really fucking fast. Like yeah. He's going to get there in episode like two or three. And Definitely. then something is going to happen. Like he is going to find something in Mandalore that's going to change 
the perspective that he has on things. I hope that happens really quickly because I don't want to have a whole season of him being like, woe is me, I'm a sinner, like, I have to repent for my sins. <laughs> that would inflame and, my religious you know. trauma way too much. I don't like it. I don't like it. Listen, so, listen, I'm already having problems with the path of the open hand, right? <laughs> and, and High Republic people will know what I'm talking about when I say, hey guys, I used to be in an evangelical church. I have problems with Path of the Open Hand. I don't need this in my Mandalorian too. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Nope. Um, so nope. one one of my final things that I have uh, is probably the most exciting thing. And I remember texting you when I first saw this in the trailer the first time was the droid bar. Oh, uh, yes. And yes. we can't go this whole episode without mentioning the droid bar only because there are fucking battle droids in the droid bar. Yep. Um, I this is amazing. I so if you listen to Four Light and Dice, uh, the High Republic era TTRPG actual play podcast that I'm on, we have a running joke in that we keep collecting droids. So we went from one droid uh, in the backstory to two droids at the start of the game. Uh, two of the player characters are droids, but we didn't acquire one of them until shortly before the game started. Um, and now we have acquired a gonk droid named Gonk, uh, who is the best character <laughs> on the show as with the Bad Batch. And we've also now acquired two droids called One and Two, who the best way I can describe them is, did you ever watch Invader Zim, Bradley? I did. You know Gur? I do. Imagine two of Gur. You can't, that's impossible. <laughs> you can, by listening to For Light and Dice. But my point is, now when I go back and look at the droid bar, I'm like, ah yes, this is gonna be chaotic because I've seen multiple droids in one space and it's crazy. I just love that. Well, for one, they are very clearly practical. Like, oh, they, yeah. do not, they do not look CGI at all. So that is something to me that is even more amazing uh, about the fact that they're in this scene. Um, because we're getting action. I mean, I, I keep saying, I don't, I don't like why I'm saying this like this, but we're getting live action. I'm doing this in air quotes, battle droids. Because they were, they were Motherfucker, right. they were live action. Okay. Well, they were CGI. They were I mean, CGI like, they were the CGI. prequels. We, oh my God, I just realized. Is the first, no, we've never seen a functional working battle droid that's actually a functional working battle droid before. That's what I'm saying. That's kind of incredible. Yeah, because I... even the one that was... Uh, the super battle droid that turns up in season one was very clearly CGI. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That was just a CGI droid. So this is looks like they're just puppets. They're just chilling in this cantina. So you know I what? like it. You know what my final thing from the trailer is that I'm really excited about? Hmm. There are many Babu Fricks. Ah, the what? What is the what is the species called? They are Anzellans. Anzellans. Those are an, okay. an that is an Anzellan. Um, they are famously Babu Frick. Um, but also the designer of the Halcyon uh, is an Anzellan. I like, so I like that he shows, so is this, have, have we thought that this is actually Babu Frick? This is not just like a This is not Babu, Babu Frick. Frick. No, there's, no. well, there's, there's more than one of them, I'm pretty sure, if I'm remembering the trailer I, correctly. There's I think there's at least one. two. But also, like, I think it's very funny because certain corners of the internet were like, uh, the Mandalorian is gonna, like, undo the sequels, and then it's like, here's some Babu Fricks. Go not. Also, Carson Teva gives a whole speech about how there's something out there. We don't know what it is. I wonder what it could possibly be. And I'm like, 
Yeah, it's it's Ray Sloan. It's the first order. It's the first order. Yeah. You you guys you guys didn't prosecute the space Nazis hard enough, and they ran off to space Argentina, and now they're they're building a bigger Death Star. Like I could actually, you know what's funny? Now you say that I could see them using that as their springboard for like more Mando seasons to be like, okay, now that we've done like the Mandalorian stuff or whatever, we can be like, hey, let's do more setup for the First Order. So like, let's do more like them fighting factions of the First Order, like little ones. You haven't read Bloodline yet, have you? By Claudia Gray. No. Get get that on your list uh, because that does a really good job of, of setting up an interesting political situation as far as things the Mandalorian characters could do to tie more directly into the rise of the First Order. But you just started, you just started at time of recording. Now, again, remember, the listeners will be listening to this pretty much a month and a half after we actually record it. You, as of now, have just started Dr. Aphra. Yes, uh, I have. And it's, it's fairly short. So I'm actually halfway through already. So it's only like, I think it's only like six hours audiobook wise. And for me, I watch it. I I listen to it like 2.5 times speed. So it's even faster. And, you know, I'm about halfway. And we'll we'll save that conversation for another time. All right. Well, Bradley, do you have any any final uh, final predictions, final thoughts, final uh, final words before you and I get to watch the Mandalorian season three, episode one here in about 36 hours, which apparently nobody got screeners for this one. Uh, you know, I was just about to ask you that. I was like, because nobody, nobody I have heard the people that usually are like, I got screeners and this is rad. You guys can't, I can't wait for you guys to see this. None of those people have indicated that they've gotten them uh, to right. me or any place where I can see them. So it does feel like they didn't hand them out this time. Hmm, I wonder why. I guess we're all watching it at the same time. Although my theory on that is there must be either like they just didn't want to they just didn't make a big deal about it this time or there's something that happens in the first three episodes that is so like mind-blowingly like grogu level spoiler that they couldn't even bother sending it to people because it would just get out i don't know what the fuck they think they're hiding that's grogu level his parents oh for fuck's sake <laughs> what what are your final fucking thoughts so i can go play breath of the wild uh, my final thoughts are, let's see, uh, I think it's, I think this will be a fun season. Um, it's definitely going to be, I feel like this season's going to feel a little bit more of a, like a cohesive, like every episode is going to kind of feel like the next part, the next part. It's not going to be very episodic. It's going to be like, you know, they're, they're not going to have so many one-off episodes where they go off and have a little mini adventure. Like, I feel like this is all going to be pretty much one adventure for the whole entire time. However, I can't wait for the final scene of the final episode where Grogu looks up to Din with his mask off because he doesn't care about having his uh, helmet on anymore. And he goes, Daddy, he's going to say oh, it. Oh, for fuck's sake. He's going to say it. Uh, what no, about you? What do you say what do you... at the end of season five. It'll be the last word <laughs> yes. of the series. It'll be his only word that he's um, ever said. Um, I am... I won't lie, I've I've not been super excited about Mandalorian coming back just because in the intervening time, it's for much of the same reason as Bad Batch. In the intervening time, we've got things like Obi-Wan Kenobi right. and Andor that have been like these incredible like things. And I'm like, oh, this is this is more Mandalorian. But that's just me. Like 
I'm sure once I watch it, it's going to be similar to The Bad Batch. Once I have it in front of my eyeballs and I give it, you know, one or two episodes to hook me back in, it'll it'll hook me back in. Like Bad Batch took a minute. It took still about it. It took about halfway through the season, to be honest, to really get me like interested in it again in a way I was interested like in the back half of the first season. Mando, I think it'll go faster, but it it really just slapping baby Yoda and Mando on a billboard every fucking five minutes on my commute is not going to make me excited for more of it. I will get excited when I realize what's going to happen with the characters and how the story is going to progress. So let's put it this way. I am interested to see what I get excited about. I'm trying to pull up the schedule now so I can just let everybody know that, like, theoretically, you're hearing this in the future and you're going to be listening to this. I'm going to air this the week after. So, like, the finale. So you'll have the finale. You'll ruminate on the finale. Oh, wait, actually, I, I lied. I just lied. Okay, so the way I have it on my schedule is this episode is going to air the Monday before the finale. So none of okay. you know anything. No That's one knows anything. So That's there we what go. I thought. I was kind of like, wait. I forgot. I forgot. I'm sorry. I was trusting. Um, I was trusting you and you let me down. I know. Again. I forgot. Because no, originally I did have a week in there, but then I was like, there's no point because we're already backlogged. So the way I have it is the Monday this before. This is our, this is our, our like jumping back onto to the nine day turnaround time yeah. which speaking of i am reaching out to some guests a few of them have already said yes some of them i have not been able to actually send out the email to ask them but we are working on getting some so expect a guest filled time with the mandalorian season three Alrighty, well that's our episode zero i'm sure we sound really fucking stupid <laughs> everybody's like uh you guys are so dumb none of that shit happened like in summary whatever was Bo-Katan Kryze did in the past seven weeks. I completely agree with it. Uh, everything she did was correct. Uh, she made absolutely no wrong decisions whatsoever, and I support her unconditionally. Bradley, run the socials. Thank you for listening to Gold Squadron Gaze. Did Charles fuck something up? Send us a message at goldsquadrongaze at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Gold Squad Gaze. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Gold Squadron Gaze. Subscribe to us on YouTube at Gold Squadron Gaze, where we post the podcast as well as exclusive content. Please join us next week and every week for more of Gold Squadron Gaze. Welcome to the show, Pokeball Gaze, where we oh, begrudgingly watch sake. every single episode of Pokemon back to back for no apparent reason, even though every episode is basically the exact same formula and it fucking sucks up until like maybe the current season. But even then, it's still a fucking kid's show. 